0: This episode of the Play Too Much podcast is brought to you by Noise Trade. Free albums from thousands of artists who would love to meet you. For more information, visit noisetrade.com. It's time for the Play Too Much podcast. Hello and welcome to the Play Too Much podcast, where we bring you real conversations with real musicians weekly. My name is P. Cruz. In addition to being your host for this week, I'm also a Queens-based MC in the alternative hip-hop group, Negative Death. On today's episode, we have a very special guest, Mr. Juan de Marcos Gonzalez of Juan de Marcos and the Cuban All-Stars. He's more commonly known as the band leader for the legendary Buena Vista Social Club. Before we get to the interview with Mr. Gonzalez, here's what's new on Play Too Much. Our first session from the Field Trip 3 is now live. For those of you who don't know, the Field Trip is a session series where we bring our favorite artists on a journey to a unique location for a weekend of hanging out and playing music. But don't worry, no need for FOMO or fear of missing out, because we captured all the fun in a beautiful series of sessions. Field Trip 3 brought the Play Too Much crew and its artists to Speculator New York. This week's featured performance is from Exit Post. Exit Post is Ken Herman's indie electronic pop project. Ken's Play Too Much article gives us an insight into his EP, NAMI, along with his view of the whitewashing of Japanese culture in relation to his project, his personal identity, and pop culture. His session was filmed next to a frozen lake at Oak Mountain Ski Resort, and you could check it out at Play Too Much on YouTube or PlayTooMuch.com. If you like what you hear, you can purchase Exit Post's EP, Out Now Digitally, Via Newlywed Records. And before we get to the interview with DeMarcos Gonzalez, I just wanted to shout out an EP that I've been listening to non-stop. It's called Down Talk, and it's by an MC named Lucy Camp. Even though it's short time-wise, it feels like it has the depth of a full-length album. Tell me I'm you hope soul search. Gotta find me first. Yeah. I believe that begins when I hating on my culture. Say it the a gender. You're fucking all the way from Honor to December. I just always bring it up to make sure you remember. I am not the one I promised you you could do better than you did. Now we're sitting like no nah, We used to never want to split, like fuck marriage, right? So we never wanted kids, like fuck parents, right? Oh, they never wanna live. Lucy Camp is just a really talented MC all around. Her flow is, is great. She's a talented lyricist, very introspective on this EP. And every time I listen to it, I get something new out of it. Right now it's available on Lucy And it's pay what you want, so I definitely recommend checking it out. I hope you enjoy it. Without further ado, here's Chris's interview with the amazing Juan de Marcos Gonzalez. This episode was recorded at Astoria Soundworks in Queens, New York. It's an affordable practice studio located in Astoria, Queens with a helpful and friendly staff. Visit AstoriaSoundworks.com if you want to visit New York's best studio. All right, here we go. When did you start playing? Were you, like,
1: what was your first memory? Uh, playing when, when I was a kid, uh, yeah. I grew up in a neighborhood of musicians. Uh, my daddy used to be a lead singer for several important bands. I mean, song bands, traditional Cuban bands, during the '30s. But he didn't want me to be a musician. You know, he wanted me to be a real professional, to go to university and become a lawyer, a doctor, or whatever but I had the music uh, with me. So I went to the conservatory. He was so happy when I was kicked off the conservatory because I went to high school and then I went to university. I became an engineer. Then I got a PhD. Were you in still playing music? Wow. Yeah, but I was playing music, you know, in the... initially I was a rock and roll player, you know, because I was uh, wandered by the, the great rock and roll of my times. I'm talking about the seventies. I wanted to be a rock and roll player, but at a certain point of my life, I realized that the only thing, the only way I had to make it was to turn my eyes to my own roots because I I could not project to the future but standing on my roots. So uh, I became uh, a traditional musician and we founded in uh, 1976, the first band of young guys performing traditional Cuban music. The, the name of the band is Sierra Maestra. It's a classic Cuban band, very famous. We were number one in Cuba for five years, which is very difficult because Cuba is a very competitive country. But we were number one, we went on top for five years, and it was amazing, very nice times. But at the same time, I was studying at the university and then teaching at the university and performing music. In 1990, my daddy died in March, of 1990, in July, 1990, I became a full-time musician because I gave him what he wanted. Now, I, I wanted to be what I am. And then I became a full-time professional musician and I've been tutoring and um, performing and working for years.
0: Isn't that funny that like, um, you know, uh, your father always wanted you to, to be this professional person and, and you're you're teaching at Madison oh, yeah. and, and at the same time, you're also, you know, you, you got to live the life that most people, usually
1: have to pick one. and you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been able to do that. And I was teaching at the Havana University for uh, 12 years. And so uh, I did both. And I've been able to, to do it. But the life is basically the same thing. I'm older, but I do have my wife, the support of my wife, my daughters. They are great musicians. My daughters are performing in my band. I actually, I, I do have uh, my older one, i is an orchestral conductor. But she's a a black Afro-Cuban lady, so she dances a lot and she she plays the briar fun. she's a classical piano player. And, but he also plays tumbaos and salsa and uh, all kind of, Latin jazz, all kind of music and, uh,
0: What's the feeling like when you see your family on stage with you?
1: Uh, I'm so happy, man. I'm so happy because I, you know, I'm going to tell you a secret. I didn't want my daughters to be musicians as well. I wanted them to be doctors or whatever. but uh, they decided to be a musician. I had no choice but supporting them, and I've been supporting them for, uh, not from the beginning because I disagree with them, but uh, you know, that's their life. Do you
0: still get, do you still get nervous? Uh, do you, did you ever get nervous? Do you ever get nervous before you play?
1: Not nervous, but tense, you know, under stress but uh this is normal sometimes you get nervous when you are going to the stage i've never been nervous before performing but tense and concentrated in what i want to the message that i want to send to the audience because they you know the people pay for for your concert, so your goal is to make them to be happier after the gig than before the gig this is the goal so you have to, to work for them. You have to respect them, and this is very important. Is there
0: anything that you've been listening to lately? Any new music that, that oh, you're Oh, about? yeah, yeah.
1: I listen, to, right, uh, lately I've been listening to hip hop. You know, I've been interested in uh, hip hop. Uh, I've always liked the hip hop, basically the hip hop of the old times. Lately I've been listening to African hip hop, the, the, the hip hop of my country together with classical music. Uh, Normally I listen classical music daily in my car because I love Chostakovich, I love uh, uh, Prokofiev, Uh, basically Russian music, I love the Russian music. And I've been listening lately, this classical music together with classical hip hop of my country because I've rediscovered the hip hop of my country and I do understand the importance of this hip hop during the 90s. Hip-hop is like, it's like punk rock, it's like the blues, it, it transcends many generations. Because of you know, I'm going to tell you a secret, rumba and hip-hop are the same thing. Really? Yeah. It's basically, the most important thing for La Rumba is the groove of the drums performing. And then you have a singer uh, in La Rumba who is improvising in the same way as, as freestyle. Is improvising about what's going on around and blah blah blah, and then we have the drums. The basic cell for the hip hop is the beat of the drum. Of course, you do arrangements with and uh, you know, all synthesizers. You you use uh, and, uh, samples or whatever. But the basic thing is the groove. But we had we have had that rumba for a century, and hip hop is a is a thing of the late seventies, eighties, nineties, you know. You guys got there
0: first.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got it first. And you know why? Because Cuba in Cuba the spirit of Africa is alive. The African Americans suffered a lot because uh the colonialists the British people were very strict with the drums. You were not allowed to play drums. And uh, and we were able to play drums. That's why we had it before. But hip hop for me is the same thing, is the same phenomena coming from the same layer of the society as La Rumba. They, there's a parallel development. The most important thing is to stand on the roots. You cannot go to a fishery if you are not standing on roots. you. Young musicians, you should stand on your roots. You study your past, study your history, study your music. And then from the music that you do have in your past, then you create your your music, your new waves. You know, uh, you don't have to play rock and roll like in the 70s. You can create your own rock and roll, a brand new rock and roll, but based on what you have done. Because uh, Grateful Dead was a great band or uh, you know, Eagle or any of these great bands of the 60s, 70s. You know, you have to study them and then from them go to the future. And the second thing is that they have to be fighters. If you want to succeed in the in the, in the world of music, you have to be a warrior. You have to, to be a survivor. You have to fight for your goals and try to make it as much as possible. Sometimes you can do it, sometimes you cannot but you have to fight. The most important thing is to fight.
0: Is there anything you want to say to the world or anything Uh, you want
1: to say? Well, thank you very much for the opportunity to be in touch with your uh, people, with your audience. And uh, for me, it's a pleasure. I love New York. I love uh, the USA. It's a great country. You have done in 300 years what uh, many people could not make in uh, millennia. So you are a great country, so I want America and uh, I hope that you are going to make it in the future. Juan, well, thank, so thank, 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 thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. That was Chris's interview with Juan de Marcos. I really liked hearing about how he followed his heart and pursued music regardless of what his father wanted for him. I also think it's pretty funny how it came full circle with his own children. I also enjoyed his insightful connection between hip hop and rumba. And that does it for this week's episode. Be sure to rate and subscribe to the Play Too Much podcast on iTunes. In other news, we're throwing our very first Northside Showcase in Brooklyn, New York on June 12th. We'd love to see you there. Follow us at WePlayTooMuch on all social media platforms. Shout out to Astoria Soundworks for giving us a spot to record. This episode was edited by Nick Booth, produced by Chris Pizzolo and Sarah Weber, and hosted by me, Pete Cruz. Thanks for hanging out while I hosted this week. If you want to follow me and my music on social media, I'm at negative death on Instagram, negative underscore death on Twitter, and on SoundCloud, you could go to soundcloud.com slash negative hyphen death. You can also check out my personal blog at paulnormal.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week. Peace and love, everyone. Stay you.